0: Hello and welcome Friartown. Today is April 25th and we are going to be joined by the former MC of Providence Friar Basketball, Harry Grigsby aka John Hope. I am Billy Ritchie and this is the Friar Podcast. i'm joined by the heartbeat of our Friar games a lot of people know this man as john hope he's a local rapper entertainer and recently as we were chopping it up before we uh we started here in a super bowl commercial so we got we got a legit legend here um i know this individual from when i was a student at pc because (laughs) i was in the student section just minding my own business back in the day and all of a sudden this uh this lady from athletics pulled me out of the crowd and boom this man presented me a TV at half court at the PC URI game. So some memories and some, certainly some some great times at the dunk and now the amp um, of hyping up the crowd, you know, just being a huge part of the matrix of, of PC basketball. Um, I know games wouldn't be the same without him, so I really wanted to get him on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Harry Grigsby. Harry, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, what's up, man? I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this this is is this is, this is going to be fun thank you for having me of course so we talked
0: in the media room at one of the one of the last games and I was obviously telling you the story about when you gave me the tv but for the for the fans who don't know your background and how you're loyal to the area and and your, how you're a true Rhode Islander at heart you know, do you mind sharing your story of how you came up
1: yeah sure man um so I am born and raised in Providence Rhode Island um I I lived I lived uh in different cities. I lived in Richmond, Virginia for school. I lived in Atlanta for a little bit. My roots are in, you know, Providence, Rhode Island. And, um, you know, my relationship with PC is pretty interesting. That's why this conversation is um, is, 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 is going to be fun. Uh, so I've been, I've grew up in the area, you know, um, the North End area, Wanskook, Elmhurst area. Uh, which is right near PC campus. And um, me and my buddies, we used to, we used to walk up, you know, this is around um, Pete Gillen, you know, Pete Gillen era, you know, Uh, and um, funny enough, coach Bob Walsh, who just recently left uh, staff, um, was my mentor. He was my mentor for a a long time. Um, Even coach Kerbeck is, has always been, um, a constant in my life, you know, he, 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 you know, they really opened up the the doors um, to alumni hall. When I was in high school, I used to sneak in the gym. I'm a former athlete. I played basketball. And, um, you know, I was just a kid that, you know, was incredibly curious, curious. And um, I established early the value of work ethic and discipline. And so I was always in alumni hall. Like, I lived there. There were times I slept in Alumni Hall, you know, just working on my basketball skills um, and just being so infatuated with, like, college life. Um, And I think the staff at the time took a liking, even through Coach Tim Welsh. Um, And so that morphed into uh, opportunities where I was working basketball camp. You know, I worked basketball camp in the summer for Coach Tim Welsh. And I would, you know, just hang out with the guys, you know what I mean? Like this is around, uh, Jamel Thomas era, you know, so Jamel Thomas, Ryan Gomes. Um, I remember being in the gym with Dante Wade, uh, just working out. John Linehan is a great friend of mine. Um, so these are guys that really, really, you know, left a huge imprint just on my, on my outlook, you know, I I would say that I had the Mamba mentality before the Mamba mentality, <clears throat> excuse me, and so, um, yeah, so that area that 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 you know PC has such a significant role in my life, even beyond what meets the eye. You know, a lot of people just think it's it, it's it's just me hosting. But like I, I've been I've been around for for a long time. You know, I remember when PC had a baseball team, and the baseball wow. plays, I was so I was so young, and again, they just, you know, because there were so many kids in the neighborhood that would sneak in the gym and stuff like that. But they kind of discerned that, oh, okay, the, these group of guys, they, they're really, you know, they don't mean no harm. They're not trying to steal anything. They're not rambunctious or anything like that. So they really opened their doors. You know, Coach Steve DeMayo, Tracy. Um, and I remember the baseball players giving me like baseball gear and I thought I was the man, you know what I mean? So, so yeah. So for me to, to be able to, you know, fast forward and really get this position, um, for over, you know, we're we're talking about my 15th season. Um, it was very serendipitous, you know, um, as you mentioned, you know, I am a, a hip hop artist. Uh, my stage name is John Hope. And so PC had booked me. This is around Tim Welsh. Again, PC had booked me and, um, to perform at midnight madness. Right. And so I'm saying midnight madness, but it's really, it's mm-hmm. late night, madness, late night yeah. madness. Yeah. But this is around midnight madness when, b- before they made the transition and I performed and I did so well. It was an alumni hall at the times. So, um, and it was about, what, 3,000 people sold out, whatever, um, or filter capacity. And I performed well. And then afterwards, they were like, hey, do you want to um, try out to be the MC for, for the, the host? Now, prior to, I remember Dolan, you know, Chris Dolan, you know, they call him Big Red. Mm-hmm. You know? And I remember, like, go, you know, going to the games and watching him but I had no experience. You know, I'm 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 a I'm a I'm a hip hop artist. I, I rap and that's it. You know, but I didn't really have any experience as a host. And but I knew about Stuart Scott on SportsCenter. And I knew about Mario Lopez. And I knew I had charisma. So when they told me that I would have to try out between it was myself and then there was a woman who was the host for the Connecticut Sun. And then there was a gentleman who was like a radio host or something like that. So they brought us in, three of us, they brought us in to a game and we had to do like media hits as our trial. So I remember just studying, looking at Stuart Scott, trying to get that voice, trying to get, you know what I mean? Like
0: that swagger.
1: Yeah. Just that swagger thinking about what, you know, you know, what I would say and stuff like that but I knew like I was a performer at heart and I knew like I had the gift of trying to corral, uh, uh, to engage a crowd. Like I'm a performer. So that's what separated me from those guys who had maybe probably a more technical and formal experience, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I was, I was, I was, I was unique in the sense that hip hop was my, my catalyst and I got it in here we are today talking to Billy Ritchie on the Friar Podcast, you know.
0: That that is absolutely amazing background. And <laughs> I mean it's just so cool that you've seen it all. Like you've seen how the program is developed. Yeah. Ryan Go- Ryan Gomes gives a huge shout out all the time to, to Bob Walsh that he, you know, was a huge mentor to him and and Man. and helped help shape his career. That you were around Jamel. I think people forget how great of a player Jamel was. He was like the true power forward you know in 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 your face but could shoot it type of guy he's mm-hmm. been on the show too he's an awesome guy um talking about the baseball team you know you know would, that that's a throwback in itself you know they had their own they had their own swagger they had some guys go play in the mlb like lou merloni um mm-hmm. and john mcdonald mm-hmm. so that was that was an amazing that was an amazing way to kick things off <laughs> in, in 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 terms of in terms of, you know, growing up around the program and again, seeing it develop into what it is today, how have you seen the mindset change of PC basketball since you started to now?
1: Wow. I think, you know, the, the, what comes to mind when I think about the the sense of pride is the word alignment. Um, I think the pride, Uh, the enthusiasm the was always there but the other things just weren't really aligned you know what I mean like it was sort of fragmented and kind of episodic Um, you know um, students they would come but it would only be for the big games Mm -hmm. And almost maybe subconsciously to see the other big stars that were on the other teams. Right. Like it was this sort of like, Oh, I want to see, you know, Khalid Al-Amin or, or, you know, maybe, you know, you know what I mean? It, 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 Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't like a total buy-in, you know what I mean? Then you start to see the investments, the pouring into just the development of campus life, right? Campus life and 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 just um, um, you know the 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 facilities, the the amenities, and things of that nature that all help with sort of this this collective spirit, right? Um, and that was growing; it was gradual because I remember, you know, we had to incentivize students to come. Um, <laughs> You
0: got me, it was me included. And it's funny because they picked the wrong guy. I would have went anyway. (laughs) Right, right,
1: right, right. You know what I mean? But, but, but there were, but I'm sure you can attest to this again. It was very episodic. It was only like the, the, the pride was at its peak for games against UConn and maybe Syracuse, but not necessarily the other games. Now, I mean, we're sold out We're we're, we have capacity. We have just, I mean, there's almost like a form of tailgating before the games. I mean, and this is against DePaul. You know what I mean? I know. So the level of consistency, that's why I'm saying it, there's an alignment. And even with the 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 fan the fandom, um, we have such a rich fan base. The the Friar Fanatic, you know, when I was coming up, it was very um, you know, it was like older folks. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. it's everyone. It is everyone. I'm seeing kids single digits i'm seeing alumni young alumni i'm seeing people that have relationships to when it was called the civic center everyone is aligned whereas i remember having conversations where people were like oh the music is too loud and you know it's a little little too hip and it's a little too you know now we have a culture we have tradition we have routine People have know that they have to stand before we score. That's something that, you know, um DJ Finesse and I um, um implemented. Like, you know, just a rich culture, when I think about it, it's 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 crescendo because of alignment. Everyone is all on the same page. It's a collective, um, it's a collective friar spirit that I think um is unmatched, is unmatched. I mean. I think I just saw I shared uh, a piece of um, content that uh, showed that, you know, PC, ha- you know, Town is one of the toughest places to play um, in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I think w- we understand that we are a, a national phenomena, not just a Big East, not just a local thing, you know, so it's an alignment when I when I think about just the way the, the, the friar spirit has grown. It's crazy. I
0: think growing up you go to California, you go to the West Coast, be like, oh Providence is that a is that a community college? Like what's that? Right. Right? And, right. And and now we've built this brand where it's it's totally transcended coast.
1: Right. There's there's a sense of pride. Like I take pride in that man. Like I'm from PVD. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't have to say I'm oh I'm right outside of Boston I'm three hours north of New York. Now nah, I'm from Providence. Believe that.
0: and <laughs> yeah, And and I think having this team has has definitely cemented a piece of pride in the city, and and has <laughs> the relevance. Because at the end of the day, you look at all the bars and restaurants around the AMP. It, it, they they would they need PC to be a part of that community in order to keep making money and you know keep keep being a part of of the general sphere of downtown so correct all all good stuff and I really want to get into your music background and how that kind of thing because you know you obviously played sports um but but hip-hop took over and became that main piece on on the plate of your life how did that come together
1: yeah man oh my gosh I think uh Man, that question, when did you fall in love with hip hop? You know, like that's what I think about when I hear that. Um man, hip hop has always been my 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 saving grace. You know, when I talk about hip-hop, I'm talking about a culture, not just the music. So like, you know, um, I spent a little bit of time in foster care. And like I said, I had some challenging uh experiences, but the one constant, it's it's the one thing that has never let me down. You know, um, I can always listen to a song. I have—I literally have songs that connect to my experiences that made me just, um, just push through, you know, um, and get past certain things. And so, it started out as writing, you know, creative writing. Like I said, I was—I um, was in foster care. And and uh and 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 not and I was in foster care for a short time. It wasn't wasn't like this long stint, but nonetheless, you know, my life changed and I was, you know, um my my dynamic, my family dynamic and how I looked at life. Um, I could point to that that experience um as sort of like a turning point. And so I began to write. I began to write my thoughts. I was very, I was very much a a, a thinker. Uh um I've, i always wanted to. I always like if you gave me a plate of food I'm asking who cooked it where did it come from like I've always just been someone to kind of be cerebral and so I would write I would write and then um when I came across hip-hop um there were the mainstream artists the mainstream acts right you Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and you know I'm majoring myself you know what I'm saying but um uh then there was just like this th- th- these artists that really spoke to my experiences. Like I was like, oh man, y'all, you're you're going through this too, right? You know? And you know, I never looked back. And so I started like it, it just started out as writing. Then I started like sort of inserting my name in certain songs, you know. Um, you know, when Warren G came out with regulators, you know, I would say, yo, I'm Harry G, you know what I mean? Like just stuff like that. And then Um, In my neighborhood, in my teen years, in my neighborhood, um, again, right near PC, uh, I grew up in a housing complex called Arbor Glen, and um, a lot of my friends, they knew that I could rap, you know, and I had these really corny rap names. (laughs) Um, Like I said, people call me Harry G or or Jeezy um, or Harry Jeezy, and then I became G-Man and you know, cause I was like really inspired by Redman. <laughs> um, and so it became a neighborhood thing. People, you know, I would, I would, I would, I was all, like I said, I was just culturally, you know, immersed in it, you know, so I was doing the graffiti. I would, you know, rap in the ciphers and in, in, in my, in the laundry room. And then, um, you know, once I got to college, you know, it was kind of like this this parallel because I was very good in basketball you know I ended up walking on at URI uh and and um you know this is a right after Lamar Odom left and uh coach D. Gregorio was the coach you know I would come home from practice and I would write my rhymes you know and I would write and everybody knew me in the locker room you know like they were calling me Jeezy you know like you know and so I started out um uh, once I left URI, I went to a Division II school called Virginia Union University. Still writing, still kind of like, but it, was, it wasn't it was like overt. It wasn't like I was trying to, you know, I wasn't trying to pursue anything. My best friend um, and my brother, his family, you know, damn near raised me, is Coach Sorentine over at Brown, um, Brown University, TJ Sorrentine. That's my brother. That's like, 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 you know. Like you cut us open where you know what I mean? like that's that a lot of people don't know that. he used to train in Vermont. He used to train in Vermont because he went to UVM at the time I was going to Virginia Union, and there was a bunch of us, some of my guys, Carlos, Kyle, Hosan, uh we went we would go train in the summertime. even Dewan Robinson, who played at URI, he would come up and one day, I just said, yo, man, I'm going to rap. I mean, I'm just, I'm going to rap. Like I, I, this, this thing is like this thing. Hip hop is like, you know, I, I just found myself maybe not really wanting to get up and train in the morning, you know, cause we went at it, you know, we, 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 I would wake up before school, me and TJ would shoot shots and all that stuff. And so you know, I went head first. I used my spirit, uh, you know, that mentality of of hard work and discipline, and I went all in into being an independent artist. And um, I just, I, you know, and that really created a lot of opportunities. Um, funny, funny story. I was so committed. I was trying, I was shopping my CD around. I made these CDs, these mixtapes, and I was passing it out. And people weren't really you know, gravitating because they knew me as a basketball player, you know, Harry Grigsby played at St. Ray's, um, you know, MVP and, you know, all, all division. And, you know, you know what I mean? I was, I was really good. So people like, oh, they kind of like compare me to Shaq. They were like, yo, what you trying to do? You trying to be Shaquille O'Neal? Like they didn't really take into consideration how serious I was. So for me to get a manager, what I did, Billy, I created a fake email account created a fake email account cuz i knew my music was good created a fake email account uh, account named dennis carrington and i knew i could speak i knew i could write so i would book shows and i would um i would uh you know create opportunities for myself so much so that i got i landed on MTV BET 106 in park i landed in double xl i actually uh secured a tour all through dennis carrington and, um, you know, I can go on and on, but, you know, um, hip hop has just always been a constant and I knew that I was going to, I, I didn't want to do anything else. And so I've been able to cultivate a, a sort of ecosystem, you know, where like, you know, now I travel the country, I speak, you know, hip hop and education has always been, um, you know, very passion passionate things of mine. And so you know I, I I have a nonprofit called Hope Scholars Initiative. I have a brand, you know, so um, I think, you know, now I make a full, you know a full living, you know, and support my family, support my daughter um, through hip hop. and um I'm super excited about it, you know, because this is something that, it's not, um, you know, when people ask me, you know, these microaggressions and they say, yo, you you're still doing music. I say, well, are you, are you still breathing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm, you know, I'm going to die doing this. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
0: Well, a couple things, like <laughs> uh, creating a, a different name to kind of break through is wild. Number one. Um, and it just shows how it's just really hard to come up and there's just so much politics and just weird mm-hmm industry i've been in i was in the entertainment world for eight years working in the sports world and i, I know the deal
1: yeah
0: uh, <clears throat> i think and i'm going to reference an artist you recently worked with jim jones so it's yeah. like boston which i mean i don't i don't know if they, there are certain rappers that sort of came up like mouthy was really big you know in the yeah. and then and but boston never really had kind of like top guys on the charts and then you have new york Obviously, you know Harlem, Bronx, you know Manhattan guys who made it really big.
1: Right, <laughs> right.
0: At Joe's, your Dipset, your Diddy,
1: yeah. Ditty, yep. 50,
0: right, and then we have Providence in the middle, right. And I think a lot of times we almost identify better with the New York side of things and in, in, in hip hop than we do in Boston, really. And and I'd love to hear about how you kind of linked up with Jim Jones and Dipset.
1: Yeah, man. So my my last album, uh, it's called Hope All As Well, and um And so at the time um, I was, you know, me and my team, you know, um, we, you know, we, we, we had pretty much finished the, 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 the skeleton of the album. And I really enjoy like sort of juxtaposing certain types of artists. So like, I clearly am not like, I wouldn't consider myself like a gangster rapper or a street rapper. I'm more of, you know, someone who really appreciates lyricism, really wants to kind of, you know, I'm the guy that saw the streets from the window. I wasn't really immersed in it, but I saw it from my window, you know, from, from, I observed, whereas I think Jim and Dipset, you know, they, they were in it, you know what I mean? And so I always love the juxtaposition with like those types of like two types of perspectives so you know if you follow me you know that you know um when I say THS you know I even have it you know that's my chain you know that's my mantra THS is 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 that hope shit you know what I mean and and, and you know when I talk about hope it's it's really not romanticized it's not like sugar-coated it's really about you know, acknowledging your circumstances and it's, it's, it's more of a realistic approach, you know, where, you know, not through rose colored glasses. So, um, I was like, yo, it would be dope for Jim Jones. Cause Jim Jones was doing like, he was really, he's really open to, um, working with independent artists, like artists on the come up. Like there's really, he's not really, so, he's really accessible to be quite honest. So I was like, yo, what if I did something like what if what if Jim Jones was talking about like motivational stuff, right? Like like to, to receive like it'd be one thing to receive like motivation and inspiration from like Common or Talib Kweli, right? That that's kind of on brand, but when you get it from like Jim Jones, it's kind of like oh he's he's talking that street stuff, like you know, but he's motivating us. And so you know, I reached out to his guy, you know, what I'm saying his manager, and I told him about the concept. And, you know, I wrote that, you know, and I was like, yo, send this to Jim, you know what I'm saying, and and, and see if he rocks with it, like, you know, so I sent it to Jim, and he delivered man, and then he added his own sauce to it. And you know, Jim, he's a Harlemite, you know, he has that Harlem swagger to it, you know what I mean. And um, so it's one thing to for him to do the feature. But then he was like, open to doing the video. And so, you know, I went to I went to Harlem, you know, right there 125th, you know, and we shot the video um, and, you know, we're walking through the streets of Harlem and he's like, I mean, he is the mayor out there like he's, you know, he had all his jewelry on everybody is watching us and you know, like he's just such a such a fixture in that community. And um, yeah, and that's how you got THS, and 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 he set off the intro. That's the that's the first voice you hear on my album to kind of set the tone. And I just thought it would be really dope to have that juxtaposition of someone talking, you know, inspirational and motivational that you probably wouldn't expect. You know what I mean?
0: An amazing collaboration between two different two different styles, right? And yeah. I'd love to chat about what you think about Providence hip hop in general. Right? It's like, I think of some right off the top. I think of, you know, Sirius Gomes or D-Gomes. I think of um, King Osef. I think about yeah. A-Links. I think about Flawless.
1: Yeah. I, think,
0: I take a lot of pride in in, in, in the guys that have come up because I know it's not easy, right? Right. What, what do you think about some of the other guys in, in the arena and, and the oh. challenge? It speak to the challenges that they faced and, and you face the same challenges coming up.
1: Yeah, I mean, man, all those guys you named, I've worked with, you know, D. Gomes, what he's doing with Jay Lynx and his whole team, APF. Those are my guys. We run into each other a lot at the gym, you know? Um, and, and you know, Flawless, he's another guy that, you know, he, he, you know, just, he's constant, constantly taking it to new heights. What he did on that Netflix, was amazing um his talent is is just you know superior osf is my dude we actually got a record together um that is unreleased um you know i've i've watched him you know osf is probably he lived more life than a 45 year old man right now you know knowing his his, his come up, where he comes from, where he represents, you know, um, it, I just love the diversity. You know, you know, um, I don't think it's really relegated. The Providence sound, I don't know if it's a sound, but there's a pride, there's a sense of culture, again, um, that kind of is in correlation with being a Friar fanatic, right? Like, we're not, tr- we're not trying to be New York. We're not trying to be Boston, like we're Providence. You know what I mean? Like, wait, you know, this is how we talk. This is what we got going on. We're not trying to, um, adhere to any trends. You got to understand this, you know? And and when I talk about you, I'm talking about the audience, the world, like, you know, and that's what I really appreciate about some of the guys that you mentioned. Um, you know, um, there's so many, there's Israel Wusu, there's, um, there's Lily rain, there's Hennessy, um, uh there's just so many artists. And so I appreciate the diversity. It's very difficult, you know. I mean, it's a little bit easier now because of the internet. But, you know, when I was coming up, there was no sense of pride. You know, people would actually question why I would represent Providence. You know, they would be like, why don't you say you're from New York or why don't you say you're from Boston? You know? Um, and so to see where it's at now is just, it's just a joy. And it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better, you know, and that's beyond music. I mean, there's so many, there's David Duke. There's just, there's just this culture, these artists, these people who are doing amazing things and leading with, I'm from Providence. It's not a matter of fact. It's not like a shame. It's not like a, you know, we're from this, you know, little town. It's like, nah, no, I'm from Providence, Rhode Island. And this is what it is. So, I mean, it's It's dope.
0: It's been really cool to see the evolution of, like, you know, you see D. Gomes hopping on a track with, like, Polo G or,
1: yeah.
0: um, you know, Lil TJ and then you with Jim Jones. And when Duke and D. Gomes, who are friends, you know, they're, they're rapping on their own songs. Like, it, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is so cool. It's like something that we have of our own rather than sourcing it from somewhere else. That's um, so I am I'm a big fan of it. And I think you guys are all a huge part of that movement. So I wanted to shout out some some others in the in in the in the neighborhood as well. And um, yeah. I'd love to hear what it's been like working with DJ Finesse. Now, for those who know about DJ Finesse, man, this man was the DJ for Bad Boy. Like he was yeah. he is he's a legit legend. I'd love to know. And 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 we obviously have seen your guys' chemistry and how you work together at the games, but, like, really, what does he bring to those games and how much have you enjoyed working with
1: him? I mean, you see it, man. You know, literally, if, you know, you feel the absence when he's not there. Say he has, you know, uh, something, a competing responsibility or something came up, for maybe, and he, he just can't make it. We feel it. We feel it. Like, we feel like, you know... I mean, we're we're unique when you talk about the amp and you talk about Friartown, where you know we have an amazing pet band, and then we have this DJ that comes with this element of hip hop and just like bringing like an energy that's just so unmatched. When you talk about the Taylor Swift thing that happened, the phenomena that happened last year, all that is credit to DJ Finesse, right? Like he's the one that was the curator of playing that song and introducing it to Town and kind of like, oh, okay, we got something here. Um, just the way he's been able to um, curate the experience, right? Like the chemistry between us, man, um, you know, I think people at first were like, you know, a DJ, like this is, the, you know, we don't, you know, we never really seen anything like this, you know, cause there's not a lot of this in pro sports. You know, I know Miami, Heat has a DJ MC t- um, element. Boston Celtics doesn't do it. New York Knicks doesn't do it. I mean, so it's still sort of um, uh, an uncommon thing. And I would like to think that we kind of set the tone nationally. I mean, they're, you know, uh, Donnie Marshall, who is the Fox Sports 1 um, commentator, uh, he comes up to us, man, just, yo, man, y'all, you know, y'all are the, the dopest, you know what I mean, it also lends itself to, you know, what DJ Finesse does is, like, he really allows us to be our authentic selves, right, like, what, like, I just mentioned Donnie Marshall, like, you know, obviously, when he's on camera, he has to be sort of a certain way, when he comes up to us, he's like, yo, what's good, like, you know what I mean? He's letting his hair down. He's like, Yo, man, hey, listen, I heard that record that you played. Some of the people on Twitter, they'll tag us, they'll be like, Yo, I heard that that Wu-Tang, or I heard that. You know what I mean? So there's even like this underlying, like, if you know, you know type of thing within Friartown, like, you know what I mean? Oh, yo, I just heard that mob deep, or I just heard finesse play this. And it's amazing, you know what I mean? So there's a language that's even like he curates that, you know, people, you know, people in Friatown, there's a select few that understand it, which makes the experience that much more rich. So working with him, just his his the way he's such a curator of the experience, and we really feed off one another. There'll be times in different hits where he's like, yo, I'm about to do this for the, 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 the dance cam. I need you to, you know, to go off with me. You know what I mean? And, and it's just, it's a feeling unmatched. You know, he has, he just had, he lends so much rich history um, with his experience traveling the world as a DJ. to to, you know, what he's doing now, and he's just amazing.
0: When he played the put him in their play sample from mob deep, I knew we were going to win I, I, I <laughs> because I had to really go back in the memory banks. Cause that was like 2006. I had to go back in the memory banks and think like, Oh my God, this song, what was the name of that song? That's like, like had the hard intro and then I thought of it. And then as you saw on Twitter, I was tweeting with you. It was like yeah. people were all about it. So just there's levels to this. Right. And it's like the layers of, of just, of Of consistency in the in in the in-game entertainment in which we've had for a while is 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 incredible. I put up up against anybody.
1: anybody, anybody, anybody I believe that. like that's not just like hyperbole like I believe that like we really have such a unique experience that literally you see it, man, people. You know, if it's their first time, there's so many people that come up to us, and then they're like, "This is my first time here at the Amp. This is my first time here in Frytown. I've never experienced anything like this. The level of production, and kudos to our our marketing team and 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 Audrey and 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 and, and Sam and um, just the cheerleaders. It's it really is such a production, and I think we do a good job of just you know, people don't even know what goes on, you know, the, the, you know, how hard it is to do this day in, day out, and really entertain, you know, um, it, it's just, it's just a fun experience, and like, honestly, every year, sometimes I'm like, all right, you know, I, am I gonna come back, like, I don't know if I'm, gonna, you know, and then I'm just like, you know what, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, this is something that's just like, you know, I I, I love it, I love it,
0: so being a local and emceeing in front of your whole city, right? This is 12,500 people. Rhode Island ain't a big place. So we got pretty much all of Rhode Island up in there. I'm sure you look up in the crowd sometimes like I do. And you're like, oh my God, there's that person. There's this person. Oh, there's, you know, so, so, etc." What is that rush like when you, when you, you know, you put on the mic before game time and you, and you hop out there and you put, and you put on for where you come from, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, you have no idea, like, So I've been fortunate enough to play when uh, to play on that floor. Uh, When I played for St. Ray's, I have two state championships. Right. And there was a rush playing on that floor and watching people. And that wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even sold out or anything like that. You know, it was kind of spotty attendance and whatnot. And for years later, to be able to come back on that floor and like, you know, and this isn't, you know, you, you, you made the connection. So I'm going to, I'm going to go a step further. I would dare say that my, you know, I'm probably the most recognizable face on that jumbo truck. You're right. Like, you know, and to know, I hold that with such high esteem and such high honor when I turn on that mic, the rush that that you can't even, I can't even put it into words because I see young kids. I see my, my, my history teacher, I see, um, people from my neighborhood, there is such, um, a vicariousness where people are like, yo, that's Hope, yo, that's Harry, like, yo, I watched him when he came up, and yo, this guy is the, you know what I mean, like, it's, I see some of my, you know, my, 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 my colleagues, you know, when I went to Rick, when I went to St. Ray's or even, you know, I went to LaSalle for a little bit, like, like just, and, and, and the way that people are just like rooting, they're like, yo, I see you, man. Like, listen, I can't even put it into words, Billy. I, I, it's, it's incredible. It's such a feeling because like, it really goes to show like, yes, like, you know, the, 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 the program, we are a homegrown program all the way through. Like, like we have a head coach that comes from the soil. We are MC comes from the soil. Our DJ comes from the soil. You know, that's a unique thing, right? It's not like, you know, I'm a student or someone that comes from New York or whatever. Like, so my level of engagement, there's a nuance to it that I can kind of speak to that I think, you know, the Fryer fanatics, they, they understand, you know what I mean? Like I can, you know, I know about Cranston, right. You know what I mean? There's certain things that, you know, we can, we can, we can reference that collectively will, 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 will share and and enjoy, you know? So yeah, it's dope. It's dope.
0: It has to be one of the most unique things out there in the sense of like, you're speaking to your people in a sense, right. And, and, so cool and and i and i as i got to know you more and started to follow your career you know as i was coming through pc i thought i was like wow this is this is just really unique and really cool and and i want to i want to tie that back to music right we had yeah. the hope of that hope shit like like please go out listen to it on spotify i did i remember when hope all As well came out i was like all right like i'm gonna i'm gonna bump this for <laughs> oh so, um tell me about the journey and putting out some singles you know and, and and seeing people you know running up numbers on those songs on spotify and stuff like that you know what is that
1: phenomenal man because like you know i'm one of those artists like i i need life experience um to really you know i, I gotta sit with you know i gotta experience things to really put it out there so i my volume isn't high i'm not like you know, I'm not putting out records just for the sake of it. Like when I want, when I want my my fans and people to consume this, I want I want to change their life. Like I'm literally trying to like help you improve your quality of life. And so when I put out Hope All as well, I had to put out a project prior to in a few years. My last one before that is Savage Beauty, um, which is on all streaming platforms. You can go check that out. You know what I'm saying? Um, but so I didn't really know what people were gonna how people were going to receive hope all as well. And just the reception, just the energy about the rollout, you know, I was, um, in the Boston globe. Um, we had the, we had the, um, we had the, uh, the, the big ad, uh, you know, um, over the city, you know what I mean? The, 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 the cover, um, and then just It came at such an opportune time because, you know, just to contextualize it, you know, we were at the height of the pandemic. And so people, I think, were just like, man, we, you know, hope and people just wanted to be inspired, man. Like it it was looking kind of bleak, you know? And so, you know, songs like THS, songs like My God, Bluest Moon, you know, Bluest Moon, which was produced by, a Grammy award-winning producer, Bongo, by the way, who's just, he's nominated right now for Mary J. Blige's uh, Good Morning Gorgeous album, you know? Um, You know, to have those records really permeate, you know, and really penetrate people, you know, in a way that I, I didn't even foresee it, you know what I mean? Like those records, they come from a personal place. And the greatest thing is when it lands how you intended to, Oh my gosh, you know, because I I it came from here. And for you to receive it this way I intended, that's you know, that's something that is is a feeling unmatched. And um it just put me in a great space, man. It put me in a great space where, you know, it, it just reignited the brand. Um, and then I started cultivating other things, you know, um, the Hope Signature Collection, Hope Scholars Initiative. Um, um, I went on tour. I went on tour right before um, right before the pandemic. Yeah. I, I, uh, I did SOBs. Uh, I was supposed to go to Toronto. We had dates locked in for Toronto, Seattle, and Oklahoma. And, um, and then the pandemic hit, but yeah, hope all is well. I'll forever look at that piece as, um, just sort of like this reinvention because I've been doing it for such a long time. And I think, um, it showed that age is not really a factor, you know what I mean? Like in a, it, now you have artists like Griselda, you know, Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun, you know, Freddie Gibbs, you know, um, ransom, currency, you know, artists like myself, We're all in this like, we're all viable artists. you know, look what NAS is doing with King's disease and all that stuff. I mean, you know, the, the culture is stretching. And so what Hope all as well did for me, and those batch of songs was just give me the confidence to understand that okay, you know I could do this for a long time. Like my pen, the ink is still wet, you know. And so I'll forever look at that project as just um a timestamp and and uh, of transformation.
0: So if you were to tell somebody who's listening to this to listen to your first song, like first first you know taste of of John Hope hip hop and PDD, right? I'd probably I'd probably say THS, but I want to hear from you. Like, what what would what would you pick for them to listen to?
1: Wow, I would say THS too. I think THS, man. You you have no idea. The way people, even at the games, hmm? I'll be walking. I'm I'm about to go do a hit. I'm about to go do the shoe shuffle or the half court shot. THS, hey, yo, hope, THS, like you know what I mean? Like it's just become such a thing, you know what I mean? Like I think THS is like the best overall representation of what my, the the John Hope experience is. So I'm with you. I think a close second would probably be Bluest Moon or my God, I, I, I've i seen the way, I mean, I, I mean, people have been in tears for my God. Like, I didn't think that that was going to be such a, you know, a record, you know what I'm saying? It was a personal record for me, but I would say THS, man. I just think THS, you know, when you, th- when you if you want to point to, you know, all right, what does Hope sound like? What is he about? THS. Beautiful.
0: Let's talk about the clothing line, right? I, when I think of the clothing line, I think of the, it's the yellow sweatshirt with the hope, crop, right? right? Yeah, that,
1: yeah.
0: Like that, that, that I was like, "Whoa, I need that. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the clothing line and where, where people can get it at.
1: Yeah, man. It's all right on the website, uh, John Hope PVD.com. Um, you know, that was, that was something that, that spawned out of the pandemic, Again, I was on tour and um, we had to shut, you know, we had, we had to, you know, stop, you know, everything was shut down because we, you know, the education wasn't, we didn't really know what was going on. So we shut down. Um, and then I was like, man, well, how, you know, I want, I want to try to find something to do. Right. And, um, you know, if, if you follow me, you know, that Nipsey Hustle is a huge, huge um, inspiration to me. So when I look at, you know, when you look at my career, and when you look at his, I mean, it's, it's a direct reflection, you know, um, he's someone that is very, um, very committed to his community, to the advancement of his community as, as am I, you know, I'm always speaking at schools. I'm always, you know, doing different things. Um, he has such a great entrepreneurial spirit. And so he has his clothing line, which is the marathon clothing. And his logo is the Crenshaw. And so for me, I was like, yo, I've always done merch drops, you know, but it was always tied to directly the music. It was like John Hope, you know what I mean? And so I decided, I was like, yo, why don't I just take off John? Just keep it hope like that. And that's something that everyone can. That's beyond the music. That's beyond me. Like that is that, you know what I mean? And. So I just, I put out, you know, some necks I put out just things that I would like to wear. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, jogger suits and, and t-shirts. And it was just hope, you know? And I put it in a way that was kind of like very definitive. That's why I put the period at the end. It's not like, it wasn't like, it's like, this is hope. Like, this is what it is. And like, you know, I I use the, the phrasing inspired cloth. Like when you put that on, I want you to be inspired to reach whatever goals you have, you know what I mean? And so it just took off, man. It took off. um, And, you know, again, you know, when I go, when I, when I'm at the games, uh, there was a kid that came up to me, had no idea who he was. I, I had my back turned and he taps me and he's like, dad, hope shit. Like, like, I mean, he was so like, You would have thought it was Friar gear. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, he, and I, and I I shared it on my, on my, on my, on my Twitter account. And he was just like, yeah. And that is a feeling again, like when I, when we romanticize hope and love and, you know, like for him to get like pumped up and about hope again, there goes that juxtaposition, right? Because when you think hope, it's like, oh, hope and you know but he was like yeah that whole shit that you know what i mean it was such a and and this is a kid i don't want to judge him but we're not from the same side of the tracks this this was a young white kid like like but we connect that's the bond you know what i mean like he was just inspired man and like that feeling I'm, I, I might even i might repost that today on my twitter you know what i'm saying it was just amazing. Like he was just so enamored. Like he was just like that. And that's what that, that's what I want the merchandise to do for someone is to really inspire somebody, you know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, man, um, we have some new products coming out. We got some socks coming. We have some water bottles, you know, I'm really trying to, it started out as a merch thing and now it's a, a, a lifestyle brand. You know, I have, um, I have, um, some affirmation cards, um, come in. So yeah, man, it's just, you know, we, we THS man. That's all I got to say.
0: Really never know how you could change somebody's day and, and, and just bring out the energy in them. And that's a really cool story because you yeah. know, to make even especially during the pandemic, it was hard to make genuine connection, right. And, and, and get excited about things and just to see that you were a big part of that, that kid's day is amazing.
1: Yeah, it was dope.
0: Let's talk about some stuff you've done with your foundation as well. I want to talk about anything you're doing in the community that, that, because everybody knows at the end of the day, we could, you know, we could always use a little lifted sometimes.
1: Absolutely. So Hope Scholars Initiative. um, The mission is to support young people emotionally and socially through hip hop based practices. Um, When I was growing up, Um, I, you know, I felt like because of some of the connotations that hip hop had, people didn't, um, you know, I didn't think that I could bring my hip hop self or my hip hop identity into the classroom. And that was a huge, like, cultural divorce, like, I wasn't really, I didn't feel connected. And then one day, like one of my my social studies teacher, Mr. Estes, he allowed me to wrap a social studies project. And actually T.J. Sorentine was my partner and I rapped, uh, 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 you know, I forgot, I think I had to name all the 50 states or something like that. And I rapped it and I got an A. And the fact that he let me channel something that was authentic to me, like, and, and I got an A for it or whatever, he showed that, you know, I can learn differently. And I see a lot of young people go through that experience. You know, they, they, they may feel like they can't be their authentic self in the classroom or they have to like switch and you know um, and be someone they're not, you know, even if they're yielding good results. So what Hope Scholars initiative does is create that space for you to be your authentic self. So if you come in the classroom, you got to do rag on, I'm not going to look at you like you're a gang member or I'm not going to vilify you. you know, I, I want you to come in or you got these you got braids or whatever, or you may, you know, maybe your grammar isn't the best, but you're getting the answer right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna affirm and validate that you got the answer right, even if it wasn't the most traditional sense. So we're challenging those norms that that exist within education. Um and so you know, we do um, I have an artist mentorship program that's been I'm in year four now, maybe year yeah, probably year four, where I have a partnership with the Department of Youth Services <clears throat> in training school in Boston in, in Massachusetts, and we de- and we deliver artistic programs. Um, so these are young people that want to rap, and so they meet with me weekly, <clears throat> and um, they meet virtually or in person, and I mentor them and I help them, you know, with you know, their aspirations. You know, I share some of my experience, some of my resources, and, you know, they really want to do this as a career. And so I help them, um, you know, be on that path to really take into consideration, you know, in a serious way, their, their aspirations, you know, cause I think what we tend to do is, is, you know, and my mother did this before she really realized, okay, this is for real. Um, we tend to think that if we're not Jay-Z or if we're not on TV, then we're broke or we're not doing anything like you can make a viable living being an independent artist. Is it difficult? No, no question. But I've been able to, you know, create an ecosystem where, you know, now, you know, I'm I'm good. But um, so for me, it's about like really letting these young people know that you you can be an an, an independent artist. If you have a fan base. Get people that really buy into you and your story, you can do your thing. And so we have the artist mentorship program. We have partnerships, community partnerships. I have a partnership with a uh, Charrette Charter School in Providence downtown, um, where I have um, an after-school program. Um, I've worked with a number of different schools: The Met High School. I just spoke at the Met High School, did a workshop there. Um, Brockton, Somerville, Attleboro, um, and it's just educating faculty and staff on the value of hip hop education and then also validating and affirming young people's experiences and their culture within the classroom so that way they can get a much better relationship with their education.
0: I mean, you're not just doing this for Providence, you're doing this for all of New England now. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, not for real. Yeah, we have a scholarship coming out. Um there's a scholarship uh it's called um the I am scholarship. And basically young people can talk about how hip hop played a role in their academics. And we're gonna choose two lucky, you know, recipients for the 23, 24 uh, academic year. And, you know, again, it's like they're they're being validated um, you know, um, or encouraged for having a hip hop identity in their schools. You know what I mean? And, 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 and so it's dope, it's dope.
0: Bringing things together and and, and and making it more of a normal process, right? It's, it's exactly. separate and now now you can bring it together and you can bring your authentic self to school every day. That's really cool.
1: Exactly, thank you. So
0: to close out, there's John Hope and there's Harry Grigsby. Yeah. How do those two come together and how are they different?
1: So they come together through um, through the, the desire to inspire people, whether I'm not performing or whether I am performing, I want you to leave, when you leave me, I want you to feel like, man, you know, I feel better, like, you know what I mean? Even, even in the smallest way, like I'm not even like when we talk about inspiration and like trying to change the world, it could be just like, hey, man, how you doing? Like, say when we were talking in the media room, say I just kept it real quick and was just like, yeah, whatever, man, you know, go Friars and kept it moving. Yep. You no, know, it would have been, you know, cool, but like, no, we had a moment, we talked, you know, and it, it evolved into this, you know, and then it might evolve into, hey, man, what are you doing after the game? Let's go to Murphy's. Like, you know what I mean? That's what I mean by inspiration and changing the, you know what I mean? Like it could be the small things, you know, just looking someone in the eye and saying like, how are you? So that's where the connection is. How they're different is um, the way in which we, I do that. So Harry Grigsby is just like, yo, what's up, man? It might be a small conversation. I might run into you at Shaw's you know what I'm saying (laughs) or whatever John Hope is on stage it's a platform it's for the world like it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a more it's a more concentrated vehicle it's it's through music it's through choruses and songs and things of that nature you know what I mean so I think it's just it's just about the medium in which I'm choosing to inspire somebody
0: Amazing, and you're right. You always have the choice to kind of bring things together, or just say a quick "Hi, how are you?" and keep it moving, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm
0: saying. <laughs> it's never a short conversation. So, <laughs> <laughs> conversation of my life. But um, to to bring things together, I'd love for you to say some words to the Friar fans, yeah, uh, and just talk about this amazing journey. I didn't even realize it's been that long. Like, like it. it, it you've truly been a huge, consistent part of this community forever. You make the games so much better, so much energy. Thank and you you're authentic. You bring your authentic self at the same level, no matter what, every time. And that's not easy. We're human beings. We get tired. We get, you know, right. things. Put that stuff out, out of the way and you focus on us every single time. I notice it. I know other people notice it. Like, would love to just, you know, have you share some thoughts with the fans to close it up.
1: Man, shout out to the Friar fans, man. I just want to say I am truly grateful for to be a part of this experience for all these years, right? Like, you know, um the, the energy is unmatched. The relationship that we have together in Friartown is something that I cherish, something that is a huge part of my life. And now that I'm a father. It's going to be a huge part of my daughter's life. She's already on record saying go Friars. So um, I'm I'm truly grateful. I want to thank each and every one of you guys. I want to thank, um, you know, the sports marketing, uh, Audrey, um, um, Arthur, Sam, everyone, um, cheerleaders, dance team, pep band. I want to thank our AD, Stevie Knapp. That's my dog. um, Kevin. and coach Cooley and the team, right. Cause it, you know, they, they're the driving force. Um, but man, I'm, I'm truly grateful. And I can't, you know, I want to do this again, you know, this, 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 it ain't stopping, you know what I mean? So go Friars.
0: Harry, we really appreciate this time. I'd love, I i can't wait to get this out just to share a little bit more about you and bring you that much closer back to the community that, that you've, for so long that you put on for that you brought your energy to that you have spoke to like it, it, you have such a unique story and I think it just it, it, it's just it's it's a one of one right it's, it's hard it's hard to say like I'm you know I'm from Rhode Island to people like we're talking about California on the west coast because they just wouldn't understand but it's like man like you truly have a one of one story and you always know we're rooting for you
1: thank you so much Billy appreciate it got it let's go Friars
0: We'd like to thank everybody for listening to episode 30 of the Friar podcast. And of course, a special thank you to our guest, former MC of Providence Friar basketball, Harry Grigsby, a.k.a. John Hope. We'll be back in the coming weeks. And as always, go Friars.